ज्ञानाचलाखा चक्षुरोन्मीताीगुरवे नम नमा ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्णपृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमथे भक्तिवेदास्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवारी पश्चतारिणे I am very grateful and very honored for the graciousness of all of you for allowing me to come into your homes during these turbulent times. Actually, this is the first time I have ever done this Facebook live. So I hope everything's all right. I was asked to speak on finding hope in turbulent times. The word find brings my my heart to remember words from the bible seek and ye shall find and in our vedas the great scriptures of india there's a sanskrit term sara grahi that true happiness meaningful purpose in life comes when we learn how to seek the essence nature teaches us in so many ways there is the butterfly and the honey bee they go from flower to flower seeking the essence which is nectar Sometimes the flowers are in great abundance blooming in the sunshine and other times they're very far between them but that butterfly just keeps seeking the essence does not get distracted from all other temptations or other activities that are going on they deal with them but they're seeking the essence and when they find that essence they drink it they nourish themselves with it and they're happy and then wherever that little bee or butterfly goes they pollinate the area with that nectar this idea of pollination is so important that 
if you receive something, if you become absorbed in something, then you carry that. And you affect, you influence whoever you're with, wherever you may be. The trees, the plants, so many of the wonderful gifts that are on this earth are depending on those little bees or butterflies or other such people to come and spread that pollen. And what the pollination does is it awakens the potential in those other fruits and flowers and vegetables. Similarly, everyone, we have our negative side and our positive side. There's always darkness and light. We need each other to go into the well where we can draw hope. And then wherever we go, we actually have the power to spread that hope. A fly, for instance, may be seeking unclean places. And therefore, wherever they go, they may be spreading disease. So this idea of looking to the light, looking to the positive, cultivating hope, is so very, very important in our own lives and in the world today. And where, where do we find that nectar? That positive thought, that hope, that spiritual connection. When we seek people who inspire that hope, people who awaken within us that happiness, people who give us a positive dimension in life and help us to see how trifling and insignificant so many of our worries and stresses really are in comparison to the holistic picture of what really matters, the essence. Seeking through the books we read, through the types of entertainment we have, and through a regular spiritual practice when we put some special time aside every day to make that connection within ourselves, to taste that essence of who we really are and find joy there, then we have a gift, the most beautiful gift that we can share with others in this world, especially in these turbulent times. If a house has a strong foundation in sunny days or in the most turbulent storms, the house stands and gives everyone shelter who are within that house. But if the house does not have a strong foundation, 
And the foundation cannot be seen with the eyes. It's supporting everything that can be seen. Then when a storm comes, the house may crumble and cannot give shelter to anyone, but rather could cause pain to others. So how it is important that internally we help each other to have a strong inner foundation. The nature of life is sometimes we do not have control over how people behave or circumstances. But we do have some control of how we respond to situations. Our intentions in our response. And also we have the choice to prepare ourselves for these sunny and stormy times in order to respond in a positive, healthy, and compassionate way. People need shelter. We need the shelter of food. We need the shelter of housing. We need the shelter of medicine. But internally, there's another shelter that everyone is seeking. It's the, sh the shelter of happiness. Happiness gives us shelter, even in difficult times. Ananda Mayobhyashat, that everyone is seeking the essence of pleasure. Where are we looking for our pleasure? This is really what determines the quality of our life and the legacy we leave behind. Some are seeking the shelter of pleasure in money, in fame, in power, in sex, in many limitless possibilities. And some are seeking shelter in goodness, in kindness, and in God's grace. Ultimately, love is the only principle that gives true happiness to the heart. To love and to be loved. This means that this love is inherent within everyone. It's our nature. It is our essence. We are the spirit, the living force whose nature is to love and to be loved whose nature is to be instrument of a higher compassion in our lives. And what greater opportunity is there to recognize this, to prioritize this, and to seek this in times of turbulence. 
hope is a natural quality that sustains life. A little baby, tiny baby, when in a difficult situation, cries. That cry for the mother, cry for the mother or someone to come, is there because that little baby has hope that the mother will come to give me love, to give me food, to give me shelter. A tree in the northern provinces, in the winter time, when everything is covered with snow, there's not a single leaf or flower on many of the trees. That tree has patience and a natural inherent hope, hope for the springtime to come. And the potential of that tree to blossom with leaves, flowers, sometimes fruit, is there. There's an enthusiasm to grow and a patience for the right time. And when the sun shines brighter and warmer, then how beautiful is springtime. So many flowers, so many leaves, so many fruits are sprouting, blossoming. It's a celebration of hope. Some time back I was in the Middle East, in the country of Bahrain, giving some talks. And I was brought by some friends to an extraordinary place. We drove into a desert where there was no life to be seen anywhere, just sand. And in this desert, it's normally 100, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. And there is a tree. It's a huge tree, fold with green leaves. It's been there for over a hundred years. They call it the tree of life. Where does that tree get water from? There's no bodies of waters, there's no rivers that anyone can see for miles and miles and miles around. But somehow or other, even in those most difficult situations where there's sandstorms and heat storms, that tree just keeps growing. And in doing so, is showing us how we could grow in difficult circumstances if we have a positive attitude, if we cultivate hope, if we strive to actually be an instrument of positive change. But these things happen for a human being when we choose to seek that essence 
actually many of the greatest literature, music, many of the greatest advances in science, technology, in sports, have come in times of great crisis. Because people seek something not just outside of themselves, but something inside so that they can make a difference on the outside. In politics, which I don't know so much about, but in the United States of America, perhaps the person who is the favorite, most considered the most successful president in the history of America is Abraham Lincoln. And he served his presidency when the Civil War broke out and hundreds and thousands of Americans were killing themselves in this battle when slavery, slavery and racism were, were, were plaguing large parts of our country. And he was fighting against it in a bitter war. My beloved spiritual teacher, Srila Prabhupada, he wrote something that really defined in my heart what we should be striving for. He wrote, the greatness of a person should be estimated by how we tolerate provoking situations, how we respond to difficult, challenging times. And it's not easy, but whether it's in sports or academics or any other way, we grow when we're willing to thoughtfully, enthusiastically respond to stress, to pressure, sometimes even to heartbreak. To look for the opportunity. This does not mean our hearts become callous to the suffering around us. It doesn't mean we become indifferent to protecting ourselves, our own health and our loved ones. We must be very realistic. This body is a sacred gift given by nature, given by God, that can be used for a sacred purpose. So it is, it's our responsibility to take care of the health of this body to the best we possibly can. And to also extend ourselves to help others. But we do know that inevitably old age, disease, and death will come. The great people throughout history have taught us that this reality does not diminish our enthusiasm and our hope in life. 
There's a beautiful verse in the Bhagavad Gita that's spoken by Krishna. Matra sparashas tu kunteya sitos nasukadukada agamapayano nityas tams tatikshas vaparata that the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress, success, failure, victory, defeat, health, disease, honor, dishonor, they are victory and defeat. They are all coming and going like the winter and summer seasons. If the compass of our purpose and goal in life is pointed in the direction of the most positive thought of discovering that inner essence of the love within ourselves and sharing that love in whatever we may do, then every situation that comes upon us, we will seek the chance to grow. In the world we live, so many of the serious problems are due to a very superficial, let us say shallow, perspective of happiness and life itself. The deeper, the more inclusive our awareness is, the more we can find joy and share it. How superficial. We judge a person by the color of their skin, by the shape of their eyes, by the size of their body, by the sex they're born in. A deeper understanding is that regardless of all these differences, we are all human. There's a sisterhood and a brotherhood of humanity. We're connected. We're from the same source. A deeper understanding than that is that we're not just a particular sex or color, we're not just humans, but we are that spirit, that conscious force, that life that's within us. When we connect to our true self, who am I, that's when the spiritual dimension of our life unfolds. And that's where the greatest meaning and purpose can be. This body's ever-changing, this mind is ever-changing, but the witness, the true self, is me, is you. And when we connect to that inner self, we understand our, our true harmony with God. We understand our true harmony with humanity. In fact, we understand our harmony with all living beings, wherever there's life. And in nature, 
Mother Nature. We're no longer finding joy in exploiting, pursuing the satisfaction of our egos or our selfishness. But we become instruments of that truth within us, God's love. We become instruments of compassion. That is the opportunity that actually we all have. That same seeking of the essence can be applied to religion. In the Vedas, the great scriptures of India, the name of the religion is Sanatan Dharma, which means the eternal nature of the soul. The Supreme Dharma is to awaken the love that is within our hearts and to value the greatest of all treasures to serve others with that love. That's what nourishes and gives joy to the heart. This idea is beyond any conception of sectarianism because at the very heart, at the very essence of all true spiritual paths is this awakening of our true nature. The first and great commandment in the Old Testament and the New Testament is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And what is the natural expression of that love? To love your neighbor as yourself. Everyone, everyone is our neighbor. And we can recognize that when we know ourself. There's a beautiful verse and my teacher taught that this little verse is the very purpose of all the scriptures in the world of life itself. Sarve Sukhano Bhavantu that our greatest intention in life is let all beings be happy. How to have this consciousness in the ever-changing circumstances of life? To seek that essence. In In the world we're living today, it is an unprecedented time in our lives. But in world history, 
many such things have happened. In Mumbai, I'm part of overseeing a hospital which does a lot of charitable work. And we've seen the devastating effects of massive earthquakes and, and terrorist attacks and famine. And along with helping people heal their bodies, along with helping people to have confidence and hope for what they could be and what they could give those who they love. That spiritual connection we find is what people are really hungry for. It is a very difficult time but from a spiritual perspective, serious crisis has been so much a part of all religions' histories. The Jewish people were slaves for generations. The Christians were persecuted, crucified. Islam, it began in this condition where there was so much antagonism and danger. The Baha'i faith, most of their literature, much of their literatures was written by a saint who was in prison. And then there is Buddha at the most difficult crisis of his whole life where he was depressed by seeing birth, old age, disease, and death, he left his home to seek the essence. And in the Hindu religion, the primary scripture is Bhagavad Gita, was spoken at a traumatic time between two armies, just prior to a major war. Why? We all want peace. We all want happiness. We all want love. Those beautiful gifts that we're seeking, we must seek by the choices we make through our spiritual practice, through the company of people we keep, through the ways we spend our time whenever possible, we can cultivate that inner awareness, cultivate those values, those virtues. And then we could really appreciate, we could really appreciate all those people who are out there today risking their lives to help other people. We could really appreciate the opportunities we have to be instruments to give hope and to give happiness, even in these turbulent times. There was a great saint, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who 
wrote, where there is the greatest necessity, the greatest, there is the greatest opportunity to serve. There's a well-known story of a great king. And he went through fame, prosperity. He went through being defeated, running for his life. And then again, he gained prosperity. But there was a jewel of wisdom that he was given that was the foundation of his life. This thing shall pass. Everything changes in this world. We need that foundation. We need that inner security shelter. And in giving we receive. Like that little bee or that little butterfly, please let us seek the essence of who we are and what we have. And let us pollinate our loved ones and the world. Sarve Sukhano Bhavantu. And strive in whatever big or tiny way to make our life truly wonderful by helping to make all living beings happy. Thank you very much.